It is week 11 of the college football season. We are back with our 10 favorite picks of the week. My name is Austin, joined by Logan. And today we're going to each have our five favorite picks. We're going to share with you guys as always. And if you want to go down below, leave us your favorite pick down below. The top five most liked comments will count towards the fans record. But Logan, let's recap yesterday or on, on Saturday. I had a two and three week. It's back to back two and three weeks for me. You had a back-to-back one-and-four week, so one could say you are due. You're due a good week, and if you go one-and-four this week, I don't know. We might replace you. <laughs> All joking aside, the fans do go three-and-two. Our record more or less 500 on the year. We're going to dive in. Week 11 feels like a good one. If you are new, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button, too. But Logan, I'm ready to dive in. I'm getting to my first play, and I'm going to go to a big number. I don't lay a lot of points normally, but I'm laying a lot with the Michigan Wolverines, taking them minus 28-and-a-half which is as they take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Now, this is a huge number to lay in a Big Ten showdown. And I think normally sometimes people see these large numbers. They're like, I'll take the underdog. These teams only play each other close. But I think it's the Michigan team that's going to come out and play motivated. This is a team that obviously needs to continue to steamroll their opponents until they get to their final game against the Buckeyes, which is basically like a, a win. And then you get to the Big Ten championship, and then you go to the playoff, if you assuming you win both those games. But Nebraska, they played two ranked teams this so far this season. They lost one by 35 to Oklahoma, who's not looking so hot as of recently and they lost the other 17 to illinois now nebraska what they can't do they can't do a lot of things but the first thing they can't do is stop the run they're giving up over 183 rushing yards per game michigan ninth in the nation in rushing yards per game ultimately the last time nebraska was at michigan they lost 56 to 10 can i get a duplication of those efforts on saturday logan i don't know but all i need is a 28 and a half point cover i think they're certainly capable of getting that done logan what's your first pick of the week Go Big Blue for you in that one. I'm going to an SEC showdown for, for a lot of people. And if you've been tracking me, if you if you know, I'm a, I'm a Florida alum, and it pains me to pick against my Gators, but I got to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the Gamecocks in this one. I'm taking South Carolina plus eight against Florida this week. Look, if you look at last week, watch a little bit of that game. I watched, I watched my Gators last week, and this UF team got lucky they faced Texas A&M's JV squad. Texas A&M had so many players out last week. Uh, you know, injury, illness, whatever it was. And, you know, they they got to get a, get a really good win at Texas A&M. But this week, they're going to face a little bit of a, more of a challenge with the South Carolina team. Look, UF wants to run the ball. They had 291 rushing yards last week. I imagine South Carolina will load up the box and try to stop Richardson and this rushing attack up front. I mean, we know Anthony Richardson is a run-first quarterback. And while that that has proven, you know, good at, at times, it also you gives the defense a, a, a key on, on what you want to do. If you if they turn you into a drop-back passer, Anthony Richardson just hasn't shown the ability to consistently make those plays through the air. And you look at look at UF's offense, you know, on the year, 85th in passing yards. That, that kind of proves my point in what I've been saying. Turn him into a drop-back passer, and this UF offense is three and out and punts way too often. South Carolina's, you know, uh, is, is well-equipped to stop UF's explosive plays through the air as well. They're 32nd in passing yards allowed. I think what they're going to do, and then we see it a lot in college football, you stack the, the box against Florida, say, make Richardson beat me through the air. And that's going to be the blueprint to get South Carolina to cover in this one. Even though they are playing in a hostile environment in the swamp, I'm going to take the Gamecocks plus eight in that one. I think that's a pretty smart call. Go Cox. Let's move on to my second pick, Logan. And I'm going to go to a team like you, plus eight. <laughs> I'm taking West Virginia Mountaineers. Plus eight, that's currently minus 110 across all the books. And as they take on the Oklahoma Sooners, and the Mountaineers have lost three games in a row. This is a game that they absolutely must have. And I'm not picking them to win this outright. 
think there's a chance they do and they beat Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma hasn't been anything special this season. The Sooners have lost four of their last six, and they struggle defensively. There's a reason you look at the over-under. It's in at 66. Points are expected in this game, and I think West Virginia can score some points, and I think their defense can make enough stops to make this more of a touchdown field goal type game than the plus eight we're getting at the moment. And the, you look at this, it's only the first time Oklahoma's back in, in a norm. Well, since this is the first time back in West Virginia, it's back it's in 2018. In that game, they only lost by three. They lost by three last year in Norman. So West Virginia just hasn't been able to get over the hump against Oklahoma, but this is their best opportunity, especially after losing three in a row. This is a team that probably wants to make a bowl game, and you can't do that without starting to win these games at the end of the season. The Sooners can't stop the run. They're giving up over 200 rushing yards per game. And if you can control the clock, force Dylan Gabriel into some some contested throws, maybe a turnover or two where he struggled on the road and notoriously in his career. I think West Virginia keeps this game close. I don't think this line would be plus should be plus eight. If you put it down to like plus six and a half, I probably would stay off of it. But the fact you're giving me that touchdown as a, as a chance to win this bet, I think it's a no-brainer. I got to take the Mountaineers. I think they certainly come up clutch. And maybe they even win this game outright, Logan. But that's my second pick. I saw your third pick on our list. Yeah, go ahead. Well, my next pick, look, I just picked against my my team in the uh, this one. I have to pick against your alma mater in, in this one, too. Yep, I, I love the face, Austin. I'm going to Tulane, and I'm taking a minus two and a half against the Central Florida Knights in this one. Yeah, Austin, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pain you for me to be right on this one. we got the battle of the AAC ranked heavyweights, right? feels weird to say AAC heavyweight. Eight and one Tulane is an, against the spread wagon. They're also eight and one against the spread on the year. Quietly, this Tulane uh, team has a really good defense as well. You might not you know, might not be riding the wave with me on this one, but trust me when I say it, Tulane's defense, 14th in, in scoring defense, 20th in passing yards per game allowed. So this is, this is a top 20-ish defense statistically and i think they're going to be able to hold central florida uh from making those explosive plays if you look at you ucf's offense mostly one-dimensional austin can, can attest to this right 47 42nd in passing yards per game as opposed to eighth in rushing yards per game look i like when a team is one-dimensional like that and, and we know they want to run the ball because it helps the defense key on it right Depending on who starts a quarterback for UCF in this one, I don't really know at the time we're recording this who it's going to be. It's going to be Mikey Keene. Obviously, it gives him a little bit more of a passing attack than uh, Reese Plumley. But that being said, I still think they're going to load the box. I still think they're going to make UCF beat them through the air. UC UCF's defense on the other side of the ball, 67th in, in passing yards per game allowed. I think Tulane's quarterback, Michael Pratt, We'll be able to get some passing yards through the air, you know, on this UCF defense. I think they'll be able to go up and down the field. Look, when, when it all comes down to it, I think they're going to cover the field goal spread that they need to in this one. And I think they're going to go, you know, once again, continue that against the spread wagon that that the Tulane wave is. I can't believe you. I can't. What do we <laughs> do? You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to put that on my card. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add it. I'm going to put some money and hope I lose some money with you. Uh, but <laughs> as always, uh, UCF does control their destiny, obviously. They're trying to get to a New Year's Six Bowl. But let's transition to our best bit of the week. Last week, man, I handed out straight free winner. I gave you Liberty Flames plus 14 and a half. Said they had a chance of winning outright. Yeah, you could have kept the 14 and a half points. They beat Arkansas. And look, Logan, we'll get back to you. But it's time for me to take my best bet and keep riding the wave. And we're still in the red on my best bet. And I need a team to get me out of the red. Going to the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. I'm taking the minus four, which is minus 110 across the books against Kansas. Now, this is not going to be a popular play at all in the comments section. Everyone loves Kansas. They all want to bet on them, and I understand that. Kansas had a great start to their season, kind of faltered as of late. But prior to winning the last week against the good Oklahoma State team, Kansas had lost three in a row, two straight on the road to Oklahoma by 10 and Baylor by 12 on the road. Now, Kansas, their defense. 
It's not showing up on the road. It's not traveling. They normally say defense travels. Yeah, no, that's not happening here with the Jayhawks. They've given up 35, 52, 30, and 42 points this season on the road. Look, Texas Tech is not a great team on paper. They're four and five. But why are they favored against a, you know, a decent team, a team that's been ranked, a six and three Kansas team? Texas Tech has been good at home. That's the only place they've been good. They're 0 and 4 on the road, but 4 and 1 this season at home. They've lost two straight, trying to get back to a bowl game. I don't really know who's starting for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Hopefully it's Donovan Smith. But either way, I don't think it matters. Kansas' defense has not been traveling on the road. So give me the Red Raiders. Give me a minus four. That's my best of the week as I go for two straight best bet winners. Logan, you need a winner. What you got this week? I yeah, know people are going to like this one. Yeah, people are not going to like this one one bit. We're going back to an SEC showdown in this one. And I'm taking Arkansas plus three versus LSU in this one. Look, for starters, when you're when you're betting college football, I don't want to be on the side of the public. I just never want to do it, especially in big games like this. Everyone and their mother is on LSU. Fresh off their upset against Alabama, congrats, right? They were right, they're riding extremely high coming into this game. And I see a big letdown spot for LSU on the road against the Hogs. Look, Arkansas is a tough place to play. They're going to find out that, you know, once again in an SEC competition, you can't ride too high. Alabama couldn't get the stops they needed last week versus, you know, LSU. LSU had 185 yards on the ground last week. That's a that's a recipe, you know, for, for an L. And Alabama once once again showed that they that defense really couldn't stop anyone. Now, look, despite losing last week, Arkansas held Liberty to 91 yards on the ground. They, that was a really yucky game. All around, Austin. Congrats on the best bet in that one uh, against Arkansas. But I'm riding the I'm riding the Hogs in this one because LSU's defense definitely isn't unstoppable. They get, they still gave up 465 yards uh, to Alabama, and they'll have they'll have their work cut out for them today against an Arkansas team that prior to their stinker versus Liberty, this Arkansas offense put up 41 against Auburn, 52 against BYU. They definitely know how to score, and I think that's that's honestly how they're going to cover in this one potentially win this one outright. I think LSU is just in a really bad position in this one. You, you got the public on you. You're riding high off of beating your rival Alabama, your SEC West rival Alabama. I'm riding the hogs in this one. Look, I think we're going 2-0 on best bets this week. That's my uh, that's my bold prediction. Uh, I like the call, though. I like Arkansas. The reason I picked against Arkansas last week is I thought they would look forward to this game against LSU and overlook the Liberty game, and sure enough, they did. So I think they're all systems go. I think your Razorbacks get it done. Fourth and fifth picks on the way. I'm going to go to probably one of the squarest plays on the slate, but you know what? I don't really care because I'm taking the TCU Horn Frogs, taking them plus seven as they take on and they're in Austin, Texas, taking on the Longhorns. I'm going long, horns down today. And I know this is a square line. There's very, very odd. Why do we see an undefeated, you know, number four? I don't know what they'll be in the playoff rankings, but TCU team getting seven points against, you know, an 18th, you know, in the higher teens ranked Texas team. It makes it seem like, all right, let's take Texas TCU, or we'll see people just say, oh, this midline makes no sense. I'll go take the Longhorns. But ultimately, I look and I draw a lot of comparisons from this this uh, TCU team to my alma mater, UCF, when they were undefeated and they, they were still getting underdog ranks and they were still beating teams. And TCU scores a lot of points, and I think that's what's going to help them here. They're third in the nation in points per game, Texas 24th. Texas also loves keeping games close. I don't see them blow out a lot of teams. Their last three games have been decided by three, seven, and seven points. And I just don't see TCU going down without a fight. They lost one of their key wide receivers last week. Hopefully he's back this week. I don't really know his injury status, but I think the seven points is just too many. And we could see the Longhorns lose this outright. Texas has played all right at home this season, but I just don't trust the Longhorns to come in here and beat a very top five, top 10 ranked team in TCU at home. Texas, known for letting down their fans. It's probably one of their biggest games since that Alabama game earlier this season. One of the biggest games they played at home in a hot minute. 
Give me the TCU Horn Frogs. I'll take them. Plus seven points. I think it's too many. But Logan, what's your fourth pick? I'm always good for a horns down. If any week you want it, give it to me. And my pick, I'm going to San Diego State versus San Jose State, and I'm taking San Diego State plus two and a half in this one. Look, on paper, you got a six and two San Jose State team against a five and four San Diego State team, but there's not a huge spread difference in this one. So, you know, you kind of got to do some line reading in this one. San Diego State's offense really doesn't stack up all that well versus San Jose State. The only thing they really compare better at is rushing yards, right? 58th in rushing yards per game compared to San Jose State, 125th in rushing yards per game. Look, when you got a small spread like this, I need to pick the team that runs the ball because you know what? That could be the decisive, you know, edge in this one. And I, I like college football teams that can run the ball too, because it, it helps you with time of possession, helps keep your defense off the field. I think that's kind of what, what San Diego state's going to be you know, doing in this one. Their calling card is honestly their defense, right? San Diego state's defense 30th in scoring defense. And they held UNLV to just 10 points last week. I know it's UNLV and whatever. They're not an offensive juggernaut, but that's still impressive. You know, in college football, tackling, uh, not making mistakes on the defensive side of the ball is a team I want to back. And that's been San Diego State most of the year. Prior to last week as well, San Diego State, uh, they had back-to-back games of 150-plus yards on the ground. I'm looking forward for them to get back on track against San Jose State. And that San Jose State defense just gave up 135 rushing yards to Colorado State. Colorado State is a nasty team, nasty team to ever back. Uh, not a great offense one bit. So if they can do it against San Jose State, I definitely think the Aztecs are cut out for this one. So that's why I'm taking them plus two and a half. I like it, Logan. Let's keep it moving to our fifth and final plays of the week. And I have arguably the ugliest pick of my five, which is why I saved it for last. It's a service academy. As I will be taking the Navy midshipmen plus 17 as they take on Notre Dame. Now at, at surface level, you look at this one and you're like, Notre Dame, they're coming off a Two big wins against Clemson, who was the fourth-ranked team, against Syracuse, both covering or pushing this line. They beat those two highly-ranked teams by 21 and 17. And now I think people are going to start trusting the Irish, and that's that's where they get you when you start to trust them. I don't think they've been the public side in either of these last two games. They're 100% going to be the public side in this one. And I just think people are overlooking Navy. Are they a good football team? No, they're 3-6. and six. But I think they can keep this game close. And you look at both these teams. They want to run the football. Navy, solid rushing defense. Not the best in the world, but they can stop the run. And they have a very good rushing attack. This is not a team that's going to throw for 400 yards. But this is a team that has a good rushing attack. And if they can get up in this game, maybe force Notre Dame into a turnover too. Notre Dame is on the road. I certainly think that they can get it done. You look at Notre Dame. They've won three games in a row twice this year. The first time they won three in a row, that fourth game, they lost to Stanford. Stanford's not a good team. The last time, now they've won three in a row. Here comes Navy. They're on the road. I'm just saying, I think the midshipmen keep this one close. I know it's ugly. No one, I, I don't advise watching Navy play too much, but I like them. Plus 17, it's a steal of a deal. Give it to me. Logan, I heard you're on a service academy too. I see your nasty service academy spread, and I'll raise you a nasty service academy spread. Ooh. I'm taking Air Force. Minus 22 and a half versus New Mexico. That's a huge number. But you know what, Austin? Air Force is actually good. You know, unlike unlike your pick, Air Force, this is a service academy that I feel great backing. Seeing seeing now, first of all, seeing a service academy lay over three touchdowns, that definitely grabs my attention, right? To be favored by a huge number like this obviously has to be for a reason. The only other time Air Force was favored like this this year was they were favored by 24 points against Nevada and they won by 28. So they won and covered in that one. I think the books are once again, you know, setting them up for, for a big win against New Mexico because newsflash, 
New Mexico. They're bad, right? Two and seven straight up on the year. New Mexico is, is, is mostly a fade for me most of the year. Air Force Academy, also best rushing attack in college football. They're first in rushing yards per game. That's a newsflash for anybody watching football, right? Wow, service academies can run the football, right? New Mexico, New Mexico better bring, bring their uh, big boy pads because their defense, 57th in rushing yards allowed per game. I mean, it, it, the, they know the run is coming. Can they stop it? Not, uh, and the, the line is not in, indicative of that at all. This Air Force rushing attack will help them jump out to a lead and, and sustain drives. Look, longer drives in, in football just means less potential to get backdoored by a, by a New Mexico offense. And is this New Mexico offense any good? No, they, they're atrocious, right? Just like the record. 124th in scoring offense, 126th in passing yards per game, 95th in rushing yards per game. There, there's some booty and air force is going to, is going to take them out like trash today. <laughs> give, give me air force with all the points, minus 22 and a half, minus a hundred and a half. I don't care. Air force to the moon. Hey, service academies to the moon in a week 11. Those are our five favorite picks each for this week. Let us know your favorite picks down below. Logan, if we go 10 and 0 this week, giving away, I don't know, a lot of money, a million dollars, <laughs> a million dollars not really but hopefully we can provide some winners last couple weeks have been cold but i think we're due a bounce back week this week week 11's feeling good we appreciate you guys always tuning in a couple of videos popping up on the screen if you're interested in them austin and logan we're signing out peace